because that's the one thing that I never heard. I believe you. Let me play my part. Check two, hey. Like, is that real? Did that happen? Like, <laughs> the structure of your brain actually changes. And do you still feel that every day? And then it got time for guitars. Eating disorder, like, I didn't want to die. Tendencies. But I didn't want to live. Yeah. Girl. You gotta go in the hospital. You feel powerless to the body has a fear reaction. The opportunity to empower. No one can take away my power. I won't take myself out. Artists that are true like that, those are the ones that tend to like create change. So You've made the film now, it's being seen. You had the magic tweet heard around the world that you weren't expecting. Um, are you at the point now where you're, you said you're living your truth. Mm -hmm. Are you at the point now where you're, you're glad this got huge or is it still just like, oh God, is this what I'm gonna be known for for the rest of my life? Like, how well, do you shake this? Sure, I mean, I've thought about that. Like, I can't help but think sometimes after the film, now when people look at me, that's what they see. But frankly, if that means that I don't have to live with this dark secret anymore and I can, you know, anyone now that's in my life will know this about me, and if and if that bothers them, then they don't need to be in my life. You know, it's kind of one of those things. Do um, you? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No. Um, do you? Um, and when you've had enough, just tell me you've had enough. Because <laughs> okay. I, I I forgot to tell, ask you ahead of time how long do you want to talk for. No, it's so fine. it's it's whenever you're sick of it. But yeah. I want to see that two o'clock one. Do no harm. Oh yeah. I absolutely don't want to miss that one. Whatever time it is. Um, so. Uh, college campuses, college administration, college policies. Mm -hmm. Is that, are you in that space? Are you having those conversations with leaders and influencers? And if so, is there any, is there, I can't ask, is there any hope, but are things getting better? Is anyone listening? Well, this is the really messed up thing. Betsy DeVos in October of... Fuck's uh, sakes, I'm already mad. Don't even finish your sentence. No, I'm just kidding. In October of 2017, I believe, she she uh, changed Title IX regulations that essentially make it more difficult for survivors to report their assaults. And as we know, most survivors don't report their assaults. And I, I read as of yesterday that she's now making it mandatory for the accused to cross-examine their accusers. And I have to Are tell you... Are you being serious? Yeah. As a survivor, there is no way I could make it through that. I would rather... So he sits down, they sit down in a room together, and she says, this happened to me, and he gets to ask her questions. Like, you can picture the questions. Like, yeah. you've been here, you've been there, this person's... You know, they always yeah. make the women look like, I don't know right. what, but like... Uh, and, the, and Betsy DeVos has made that the law, or she's working on making that the law? Uh, I think she's making that mandatory. Yes. cross-examination by someone who's not a lawyer. Right. But I don't really I, understand I mean, that because that's not his job. I haven't read, I mean, I'd need to read more on that. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm by no means an expert on, on Title IX law. Um, and it, obviously it did not work for me. So as someone that did report, I would never encourage someone not to report, but I completely understand not wanting to. And for a long time, I really regretted that decision because it impacted my life so deeply. What kind of things are you hearing um, 
now from other survivors as far as you being an inspiration and, and helping them find their voice? I'm sure you get uh, letters and messages of that nature. Mm-hmm. I do, uh, and, that, and that's wonderful too. Um, frankly, sometimes it can be a little overwhelming because I've put my story out there and it makes people feel inspired to share theirs yeah. with me. And I, you know, sometimes it can be difficult reading through other people's stories of trauma. And the one thing that I always say back, because um, I can't respond to everyone, but I, the one thing that I think is the most important thing that you can say to someone that survived sexual trauma is, I believe you. Because that's the one thing that I never heard. And the one thing that I really, really needed to hear. And there's actually a scene that was cut from the film. Um, my co-director and I, who's one of my closest friends, we're walking down the beach and I'm about to read my police report for the first time because I never read it so I got a copy of it yeah no shit and I read it in the film and she said no matter what it says on that report I believe you and everybody in your life believes you and that's all there is and that was like I'm so glad we have that on camera because I'm even though it didn't make it in the film that's like I'll, I'll cherish oh, that no. moment it's on the cutting room floor yep so I was gonna say so in the film you read it for the first time but it didn't make it right but yeah. you have it as a I mean I hate to say a memento but it is a part yeah. of your life yeah and I think it's just uh, I, I wish she was here with me, but having a co-director that's not only talented and can work with me on, on such a hard film and have these tough conversations, which impacted her life and brought up things for her, too, mm-hmm. um, over the course of a year of shooting, having her support, I, I couldn't have done it alone. Absolutely. So when you see, uh, like, the Time's Up movement and trying to get uh, legal resources for survivors, mm-hmm. specifically in Hollywood... I mean, I don't know how, how many contacts you have in L.A. or how much time you spend out here, but, I mean, in the papers, it seems like this is a pretty sick place to be a woman. <laughs> am I, am I overstating everywhere? that? Uh, yeah, but, I mean, like you said, for someone to just, I mean, no, that was Arizona, but for someone to say, don't mix beauty and alcohol, well, you deserved it, you're beautiful, and, and you had something to drink, I can see that being, I mean, women are really objectified in a lot of movies, mm-hmm. you know, and that famous iconic poster image of the headless woman were, were just bodies. Mm-hmm. Well, to quote um, something in my film, I think the one thing that, that we see changing now is that women are sticking together and validating each other's stories and believing each other and raising each other's voices. And that's the thing that we need because that's the thing that gives us strength is women helping women. And once we come together and share our experiences and realize that like what happened to us did happen to us and we're not making this up um, and we're living in with real pain and trauma then we can start bringing men into the conversation because that's equally as important um, because it's a it's not a woman problem it's a human problem and it's all of our problem yeah um, so I think that's that's the one thing that I see changing is that now we're having these public conversations and men are getting involved and we need them involved. Um, where do you see law enforcement going? Is Are you seeing any signs of like more progressive training? Is anything improving in that space? Because you could obviously be a huge educator and influencer yeah. well, with this film. What I will say, um, I, I, don't, I don't really know a lot about law enforcement, but the police officer who took my report, who I sit down with in the film, um, told me that he took the email that I wrote him and he gathered his police squad, I don't know the correct word for it, and read the letter out loud and he said that it was complete silence. He said he want, he wanted them to feel what he felt when he read it. That's and amazing. he has it framed sitting on his desk now. I would so call that it's at least influence. making change there with one person. Yeah. You know, and if we can change one person's mind, that's then, then it will have been worth it. Have any other 
government agencies or universities or you know any other law enforcement groups reached out to you and said, can you teach us? Can you come and do some training? Yeah, well, first of all, I'm not in any position to train anybody. All I'm doing here, all I'm doing is telling my own story. I'm no expert um, legally or, you know, I wouldn't know how to train anyone. But it's wonderful to know that the film is is being used as a tool for change. And, it, and that's kind of the most important thing. So, yeah, we we have had half a dozen universities reach out, reach out to us about licensing the film. And uh, a, a association reached out reach out to us um, to use the film as training for chiefs of police internationally, yeah. and that would be really amazing. How do you make decisions on that kind of thing? Does it depend on what they're putting on the table? Does it depend on like how much creative control you get over how they interpret the film? Like, how do you say yes or no to those kind of offers? Uh, hey, if they pay the licensing fee, we'll let them license the film to show to people because it's not. I mean, again, this is just, the film is just my story. Yeah. It's not, there's nothing that you can interpret legally here. But if, if it helps people understand the impact that some words can have on someone, then that's what matters. Get the music behind the mission. Hate Becoming by Kelly Nicole on iTunes and Spotify. If you guys haven't checked out the merch table, join the movement. Buy the album. Get your Kelly Nicole band merch and donate what you can at kellynicolefoundation.org. Courage is strong. Amplified.